0: May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I feel really humbled and at the same time really excited when the Spirit works in my life. When she gives me true life examples, that I can draw upon to help me understand and communicate an aspect of the gospel reading. Such an event happened this last week. In my other life, I am a bankruptcy paralegal, and part of my job is drafting and filing court documents. This last week, I was working on filing a document that needed to be filed with the court by 4 o'clock in the afternoon pursuant to a judge's order. The document would be filed online, and I had just received my last signature. So I was ready to go. It was 3.50, and I had everything in line. So I was sitting at my desk. I had the document ready for the court's website. I hit in all the codes and all the passwords. I was, and then I hit enter. Nothing. So I tried it again. Nothing. Now, I do this every day. So at 3.52, I got out of the court's website and logged back in. I loaded the document. I hit the codes, pressed enter, and nothing. It's 3.53. I'm telling myself I'm still okay. So most IT guys will tell you to log completely out of the computer, reboot it, turn it back on. So having completed that, I loaded my document, hit the codes, and hit Enter. Nothing. So needless to say, right now my anxiety level is just a little bit creeping up. So I call our IT guy. I need you right now to come down here because I have a document that needs to be filed by 4 o'clock. Can you please come and help me? So at 3.58, the IT guy comes in and says, try it again. Now. I'm going to give you a glimpse into the side of Steve that's, well, let's say, not so future reverend. I said, What? What do you mean, try it again? Don't you understand that I've been sitting here at my desk for the last 10 minutes trying it again and again and again, and it still hasn't worked? Then you come here and tell me, try it again. Are you crazy? Fine. I will try it again. So this concludes the dialogue in my head. And I go back onto the court's website, pull up the document, load it, press the codes, and hit Enter. And well, of course, it's going to work now. (laughs) Immediately, I feel embarrassed. Nothing was done differently than I've done each and every single time. It just wouldn't work for me. So I have all these emotions running through my head at the same time. I'm, of course, relieved that the document has been filed on time. But at the same time, I feel like an idiot for not getting it to work. I mean, I'm pretty good with technology at home. I'm the one with all the remote controls. So it was very frustrating to have to say to the IET guy, well, it didn't work until you got here. Then he looked down on me, and he smiled. There was no pity. There was no frustration. No judgment in his eyes. He said, 99% of the time, It only takes me standing over the person's shoulder to make it work. (laughs) Well, then you shouldn't leave me, is what I told him. (laughs) It's from this perspective that we might gain a better understanding into the gospel reading this morning. If you'll indulge me, I'd like to look at this encounter through the eyes of Simon. Now, we know from the last two Sunday readings... That Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, and it didn't go very well for him. But upon entering the city of Capernaum, he was back to the Jesus we know. The healing and teaching Jesus. So right now, before we enter this morning's passage, Luke tells us a few things in this chapter before this event. He tells us that just the night before, Jesus had met Simon. And Jesus had spent the night with Simon in his home. And Jesus had even healed Simon's mother-in-law. Simon has personally witnessed the teachings and healings of Jesus. So we can imagine that Simon might have been surprised that morning when Jesus showed up with a multitude following him. And he might have been even more surprised when Jesus stepped into Simon's boat and asked to be taken out away so that he could speak to the crowd it was then when jesus was done teaching that he said to simon put into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch now based on my experience this week i could imagine what was running through simon's head i could see him thinking to himself i've worked All night and have caught nothing. And then this guy comes along and thinks he knows better than I on how to do my job. But on the other hand, he did heal my mother-in-law and performed all those miracles. Fine. Okay. I'll humor the guy. So he says to Jesus, Master, we have worked all night but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. Then Luke tells us that they caught so many fish that their nets began to break. Can you remember a time when something that you have tried to do has not worked? No matter how hard you try, and then for some unforeseen reason, or maybe the assistance of another, it works. Or what about when you're sitting in that tension of not getting, of of sitting in that tension of something not going the way that you think it should, and then all of a sudden it works out, sometimes working out even better than we thought. This was what I believed to be going on with Simon. He was excited that he made the greatest haul of his life, but possibly At the same time, maybe he was disappointed in himself that he didn't trust Jesus. And we might wonder why. Why would Simon, who had witnessed firsthand the teaching and healings of Jesus, why wouldn't he trust him? Do you think that Simon might have thought that Jesus was good for godly people, that maybe there was no room for him in the everyday life Of an ordinary fisherman? Might he question why Jesus would be interested in him at all? What did he have to offer that would be of any great value to the rabbi? Might these questions be something we could also ask ourselves? But in the case of Simon Peter, we know the whole story, don't we? We know how God worked in Simon Peter's life, how Jesus loved him. How God fulfilled Jesus' promise in the gospel reading today to make him a fisher of people. You see, God finds us where we are. God found Simon Peter at the lake fishing. God found me at my desk at work. God finds you where you are. And not only that... But God is with us in those very common and ordinary things we do. But God also sees in us, just like with Simon Peter, the potential of who we are and who we are becoming. By finding us in our ordinary lives, God loves us into extraordinary lives. We know that God did that with Simon Peter. I can tell you God is working in my life as well. And I trust that God is working in yours. So let's continue to affirm God's presence in our lives. Over the next several days, when reflecting on this exchange between Jesus and Simon, I invite you to see the way Jesus looked with love and compassion, and understanding at Simon. Jesus, who knew in an instant the struggles within Simon. Simon, who thought he knew how his life was going to go, and now has been presented with Jesus, who by stepping into Simon's ordinary life, has changed everything. Remember that God has the same love compassion, and understanding for you. God knows your struggles. Might you allow Jesus to work with you, to change everything? My prayer for us is that when we feel ordinary, or that when things that we have planned are not going the way we hoped, when we can't see further than the next obstacle in our lives, I invite each of us to see with our hearts Jesus, who loves us and is saying, try it again, this time with me. I'm standing over your shoulder, not 99% of the time, but 100% of the time. Amen.